0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict episode four hundred and fifty-eight, and today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hey, Mike Hurley. How are you today? I'm tired. Um, there was a big Apple event last night, and uh, it was a lot of work, and I've been working hard because I got like basically, basically like they announced an event, and then it was like, all right, the next. 10 to 11 days just, like, explode for me now, which is Uh, awesome. Right, like, one of the reasons that this happens is, like, over the last year, uh, I've had a lot more access to Apple, which is awesome. It's something I've always wanted, right? I've I've been working to get that for, like, 10 years. Mm -hmm. But what that means is, like, at a moment's notice now, uh, I'll get, like, four calendar events just dropped in to my (laughs) diary which means move this like move that show around move this show around prepare for this prepare for that so it explodes my calendar Mm. but you know i'm living with it
1: right it's like you you work for this point and you're like i guess this is what i asked for
0: yeah i choose to be grateful
1: yes exactly all right so i don't every now and then when we have these apple events and in the conflicting things you know i'll i'll ask you like any relative things like pen addict wise you know like if there's some apple pencil thing or something like that i'm not going to ask you that i am going to ask you one question as a non-event viewer and excluding any podcast discussion we'll leave that for all your other shows what's Mm -hmm. the one thing i should take away from yesterday's event as a technology fan what should i go look at
0: I think the new iMac, because mm-hmm. I think it's telling a story about what Apple thinks computers should be now,
1: visually. Nice,
0: and nice. I think it's a pretty cool thing.
1: Yeah, and as luck would have it, we actually have a question about that that we should get to and ask TPA later. So yes, mm-hmm. good good call. I will uh, I will check into that. I will probably look at some of that stuff today, so I may be hitting you up uh, later, uh, but to not today because you're tired. So. All right, this week, Mike, I wanted to touch base as we normally do with a discussion around some of the things that we've been using recently. Mm-hmm. Um, more me than you, even though I personally find you interesting. I think you probably think these are boring because you think you say the same thing all the time, but I still always like to kind of pick your brain um, about like why you why you choose things, even if sometimes they're the same. Um, repeatedly, Mm -hmm. and I actually have an ulterior motive for this today, which we'll get to at the end. So, um, do you, do you want me to just go ahead and kick this off and, and tell you what's really been doing it for me recently as far as stationary goes? Definitely. So... I think it was last year when I bought the Sailor Pro Gear Fujiyama Blue. It was either last year or two years ago. I think it was last year. I would have to go look it up. And this is a Bung Box collaboration with Sailor. And it confuses me when I buy it because there is now, as of a couple of weeks ago, there is actually a three versions of this pen. Which
0: it was last chat- April, I think.
1: Okay, so that would be version two, which I have. There is now a version three. And I don't recall, and and chat and listeners will tell me if I'm wrong, I can think of the Love Pink, which has three versions, and then this one, the Fujiyama Blue, which has three versions from Bung Box. I don't recall them doing this for many other pens, like visions of Alice doesn't have a round two yet. And some of their popular ones from before don't have a round two yet, but, but love pink and Fujiyama are both on three. Um, which is interesting. Like this is one of my favorite pens. Period. I don't really have a statement on like the the versions one, two, and three. Like they're just on all these pens, they're changing the top disc finial, right? They're changing the artwork.
0: Well, um, the 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 pink love has actually changed in more significant ways. Like they've changed the oh, shade, and they you know they have actually changed that pen in some other ways in the past over the versions. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, I don't think the Fujiyama Blue has changed like the physical design other than the mount fuji rodden on the top finial on the first version i don't f- i think the second version has like this little river stripe in it and then the third version has a red background um still the same mount fuji shape but um the, yeah the pink love did change a little bit of the color didn't it mm-hmm. so anyway that's neither here nor there. Yeah, it's really not the,
0: important. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll just, I just fixate it, it on it for a bit.
1: Well, like I'm mathing in my head, I was like, "Well, they've done three of these, and they've done three of that one. Are they going to do multiples of these other ones? Right? This is that. This is why I don't ascribe to like the FOMO thing anymore. Right? If you if you miss something, like don't sweat. Not that it's going to come back around necessarily, but you're going to have plenty of opportunities to get something you like later. Don't just you know." go to the ends of the earth to get the one thing because do you 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 remember
0: the lengths that i went to to get that uh fifth anniversary and it ended up getting lost in las vegas yes do you remember that that was a wild story
1: i do i do and hey we i'm i'm super guilty of the fomo thing Mm -hmm. but as you know you get older and more experienced and a little bit more perspective on what types of products work for you like that those those feelings disappear pretty quickly so that's the pen i'm using i think this is my go-to sailor design like it's my favorite pro gear because not only is it the perfect kind of colors exterior for me with the the dark blue translucent barrel the lighter blue solid acrylic finials and the rhodium plating but this one has a metal grip section and that kind of makes all the difference in the, the world. metal
0: grip section on a pro gear. I mean, I have a couple uh, that mm-hmm. have that and it, it really elevates the pen. Um, I would mm-hmm. say this, this one, the, the Fujiyama blue, I like it. It's just interesting to me that this is the one that you really, really love. Like I, I like this one.
1: This is number one for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of turned me off from buying more.
0: Again, it makes me think that you really should have the Japan steel one. Like that's. You know I know i I've had a chance to buy that mm-hmm. pen. um, I
1: like it. I think that's probably what I would feel about this. It's like I really like it. I love this pen like this is this is my pen. This is the one I would hang my hat on as far as all the these sailor Pro gears in nineteen eleven right limited editions that I have this is this one's mine, and it has caused me not to want any other ones because they cannot beat this one, at least not that mm-hmm. I've seen right mm-hmm. so maybe one day I have inked this up, Mike with a certain ink called sailor bung box fujihama blue <laughs> so i think they started doing this later bung box that is to where they were making inks with the pens right like the the pink love like didn't have an ink at first when they first launched it but it's got an ink now right i think uh, ibisu has an ink I the golden so. black one has yeah. an ink um so this one, I don't know if the ink came out at the same time, but I had an opportunity to buy this ink as part of a group buy. And this is normally not an ink I would buy because I don't like those lighter pastelli type shades. This is almost like a... I don't know. It's like an ice translucent type of shade. It's really hard for me to, to describe because I don't have other inks this color. I love it. And maybe it's just because it's new and... It's complete matchy-matchy to my pen. But I like this ink better than I thought I would, right? This is one of those risky purchases. I was like, oh, let me try this. It's different. It matches the pen. It's got the exact same name, obviously. And I didn't know if I would like it once I started writing with it because I like finer nibs, and these lighter shaded inks tend not to show up well on the page. Like, I wouldn't want to put this ink in my ultra extra fine nib right it's just gonna cause my eyes to go uh bad at a worse rate than they're going bad right now um in this medium fine nib it really works like it legitimately works i want this to be the ink for this pen going forward as in like i i'm done like i have a couple of pens where only one ink goes in them because it's kind of the perfect match and i think this might be it. I, I really like it. I'll, I will do a full review of this one day. I did a review in Refill for the Panatic members, which is something I rarely do because I like my reef my reviews to be public. So I'll do something separate for this to show people this ink and how interesting it is compared yeah. to any other inks I normally use. So it's it's been really fun. I, I'm surprised. That one surprised me. Like, the pen does not surprise me. It's perfect for me. The ink, complete surprise. Hmm. The paper mic... I've been using more Mormon, Mormon croquis yeah. <laughs> paper. I feel like the biggest shill that I'm that I'm totally overblowing this paper, um, and I might be, but I like it. <laughs> I really legitimately love this paper. And what I did since we last spoke, and we're gonna have some more follow up on Mormon croquis, obviously, uh, because that's all I talk about now. Um, later in this episode. But what I did with the A5 glue-bound pad is I went and I have one of those huge desk-type hole punchers. It's this one is from Atoma, and I've currently uh, liberated—we're gonna say liberated—this hole punch from our friend Dan Don. Um, this is his punch that I've now had for probably like two years. Mm-hmm. I tried to send it back to him at the when right when the pandemic started. Like before we really knew what was going on, I was like, hey, I should get this back to you, right? Because it's like this 10-pound, you know, crazy-sized hole puncher. It's like, "I should. this is yours. This is an expensive hole puncher. I should get it back to you. And he's like, well, like this is like right when like the pandemic hit. And he's like, I don't know where I'm going to be. So just hang on to it. And a year later, I still have it. And I use it pretty frequently because I have a William Hanna plana. Uh, which we'll talk uh, about Hannah. in a minute. That's that's also uh, Dan Don's fault, by the way. He was the first one that showed me the ways of William Hanna. I don't know if you knew that, but uh, that was also his fault. So both of these things are his fault. So thank you, Dan Don, for that. But this paper hole-punched right into the back section of my planner, and I'm still using it. I'm still enjoying it. It's just kind of my jam it fits all my needs have you did you click through the link to this puncher if yeah um have you seen these before no so there's probably other brands and i think some of the makers of disbound systems say levenger or Arc or circa or any of those that that you know have these disbound systems also sell punches these are not you know, your typical hole punch. This one, I'm looking at it on cult pens. It's $140, right? These are like mm-hmm. no joke level punches. Like not everyone really gets one of these, but if you're committed to that disc bound life and you want your own paper in there, um, it's not a bad purchase. Um, It's it's just crazy expensive. And maybe there's some other options out there that uh, chat will let us know about. So this mic, I tagged this as group one. And this is how I use stationery, and this is what we're going to get to at the end of this. I'm going to ask you a question or propose a question. But this is how I think about my stationary usage, right? I have this fountain pen that I love with an ink that I love and a paper that I love. And those all kind of go together, right? They all one big happy writing family, right? And that's kind of a set. That's a group. Those are together. So then I have this group two. Like that's not the only things i use during a week during the week so i have this second group of pens and paper that serve different purposes um for example the spoke icon fountain pen obviously i make it and i love it and i'm using a purple one with silver hardware But the reason I made it is because I wanted to use this certain ink on it, which is called Van Diemen's Diamonds or a Girl's BFF. How is that for an ink name, Mike?
0: That's quite. Who makes that?
1: Uh, Van Diemen's. They're out of Australia. Hmm. I think specifically uh, Tasmania. Hmm. I could be wrong there. So, Australian ink brand with a huge ink lineup. Like, I don't know the quantity, but I'm going to say, like, 60 80 100 inks like out the gate you know not like 12 right but yep. you know some people that we get introduced to inks have okay here's our first 12 inks Van demons has a ton um this is kind of a purpley with silver sparkly ink i mean it kind of fits the name i guess a little bit it's a really bright and gaudy and ostentatious ink and I love it. <laughs> I'm real I'm a huge fan of this ink. It actually goes really well with the Fujiyama blue. It's a good uh, com- contrast to that ink. Um it matches the pen perfectly. I have it in a medium nib so I can get all the character of the ink and the sparkles. I put a link in the show notes which so everyone can see what this ink looks like. Um Kelly at Mountain of Ink. This is her fault. Um that I had to have this ink, and luckily I had a sample of it that was sent to me. And, and you go look at that. Uh, what What do you think about this ink, Michael? Would you use an ink like this in any of your pens? Like, is this any way, like, you know, useful to you?
0: I think, well, not useful. I mean, they're all useful. I, I don't like the color um, gotcha. of this ink. The, I like the pink part, but the kind of silvery part makes mm-hmm. the whole thing look a little like muddy or faded to me in a way that i don't i don't like mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. yeah on the page it's really that pinkish purple color and then the sparkles kind of hit um separately from that like when the ink dries so, so
0: this is one of those ones where the swabbing doesn't do it just like doesn't correctly really help the look
1: Yes. And okay. sometimes those swabs are good and sometimes they're bad and like not representative of yeah. actual usage. So, yes, we talk about that all the time. Um, Both of those two fountain pens, the Bung Box Fujiyama Blue and the Sailor Spoke Icon, I'm using those mostly in my Masubi Indigo Denim journal. Mm-hmm. Um, still my favorite current notebook, right? I I, I praise the Moorman uh, Croquis notebook. I am um, the paper because it's fun. It doesn't really come in like a great, great format, which is why I had to kind of roll my own with the Disbound Planner. The Musubi Journal is still um, my number one notebook with a bullet um, with the bank paper. I'm a big fan of the bank paper over the Cosmo Airlight for my usage. Now we have group three. This one I call the test drivers.
0: You see what I did there, Mike? Yeah, that's a good that's a good. That's a good, that's a good ah. like, crossover. I'm into it.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So this is the test driver's kit. Um, or group. I always have things that I need to test or I'm just trying to sort out my thoughts. This could be pins that I have to review later. It could be something I'm testing out for Spoke. It could be a product yep. that someone sent me from Kickstarter. You All have these to test things. a
0: lot of things a lot of the time for various reasons, whether it's something you're developing or something that you're reviewing or whatever, right? Right. Testing and is I, normal.
1: Yes. So, and I don't do my testing as, okay, today I pick up this pin and for the next hour this is the pin – that I'm going to test, it's, hey, let's ink up this pen and just use it as I would normally use other things. So that's like my, in general, that's how I test products. We just put them into like regular usage of being accessible to me when I'm doing things. One is a refill I'm using in the Spoke Roadie Dart, which the Spoke Roadie takes the Parker style refills. We sell it with the Jetstream, the SXR Jetstream. Um, that I love, and we're not going to switch it from that, but I'm testing this refill because it's a Parker-style gel refill from a brand called uh, KACO, K-A-C-O. They make these fountain pens, and I still don't know how to pronounce the name. If it's KACO or KASO or K A C O. But this is a 0.5-millimeter gel blue-black ink, which is not something you see a lot of. And I had to trim it to get it into the roadie. And I'm not necessarily saying, like, this is the future roadie refill. We're not going to change that. But I'm just – this is where I test these Parker-style refills because that's what that pin barrel fits. It's decent. I'm trying to sort out if it's actually better than decent Mm. because this is a category of refill that people really want because there's not many good Parker-style gel ink refills. I talk about the Odo Flash Dry. That's one of my favorites, but it's also a needle point, which I love, but it doesn't, it's not always the most aesthetically pleasing when you put it into pens that were designed to continue the shape of a conical tip refill. Like that design can be a little bit jarring when they're not made for that style of refill, even though I think it's a great refill. And Monteverde makes some Parker style gel refills. They're Okay. Um, I think this one's just going to be okay. I don't know that it's going to be great. I like it. I don't. I just don't love it. So I'm playing with that and using it a bunch. I've been using it a lot, actually, and I can't really get past um, it being just okay. Like, I want it to be great. I, mm, I'm not sure it is. We'll see. We'll see. It's not bad, though. Second thing is one of the Kickstarter pins I'm testing out. This pin isn't even live yet. On Kickstarter. It's coming soon. Um it's called it's from a brand called a company called Fink's Products. Um the pen is called the Organ I guess. Origin. I don't know. If these names are a little bit interesting uh to pronounce. But the pen itself is good. I put a link in to um my pen needs ink blog. Uh they did a review, had a prototype of this. I have one as origin. well. It's yeah, origin, right? Or- origin? Gen. Origin. Origin. It's O-R-G-E-N. like Oregon. It's it's Oregon yeah. without the O. So mm. Origin. Mhm. So, yeah. It's a the model I have I think is a little bit different from the link that we'll put in the show notes in that mine shipped with a Pilot G2 refill. Um it's got a nice twist mechanism. On the pen, it's PVD-coated. Mine is gray, you know, like a dark kind of gunmetal gray. It's not as black as the one in, in the review. And I'm liking the feel of this pen. So, like, G2 fans, you know, you can um, keep an eye out for this maybe in the future on Kickstarter. It's machined very nicely. I think the price range is going to be, like, around $50, which is a great, like, price point for this type of pen. If you're liking the G2-type refills and the twist mechanism and the style of this pen like i think the build quality is really good. So this is like one of those things that i also carry and test around and and you know see like formulate thoughts decide if i'm going to review it or not. You know, maybe it's just an Instagram picture or maybe it's you know a full born full bore review mm-hmm. things like that. So i i just play around with a lot of things and you know this is that's just Those are the things at the top of my list. Like I carry around a lot more stuff with me. Like I still have, you know, like a whole brass town full of pens, a whole lookout full of pens that move around with me. But these are the pens and papers that I'm reaching for the most probably over the last two weeks at least. Mm. And that's what I want to talk about later after we, we figure out what you're using. But like I wanna talk about like some of these time frames and how I how I switch things out and how I can present this later. So Okay. Um I wanna hear what you have, but but first, what are, what are we going to talk about?
0: Yeah, if you if you listen to this conversation you're like, oh, man, I need some new pens in my life, then you should go to Pen Chalet because they have everything that you're looking for, from fountain pens to ballpoints to mechanical pencils to rollerballs. Whether you want refills, carrying cases, ink, converters, no matter what you're looking for, Pen Chalet have got it. And they have products from all of your favorite brands of which they have an authorized dealer of all of them. Panchale believe in the best customer service possible. They they believe that it should be fast and reliable and they want you to be happy, so they give you a 100% satisfaction guarantee on anything you buy from Pencholet. They're always doing great sales, and they have the best prices you can find. Uh, I really love Pencholet's selection. It just keeps getting more and more all the time. Uh, the, the folk over at Pencholet, they add new products to the site every couple of weeks. There's new stuff, new brands, new, always something fun and new to look for, and they do great sales as well. so They, can, they do discounts on a bunch of things, so they keep that inventory moving, which is exciting. They do free shipping on orders of over $50 in the US, and they also sell internationally with really great shipping rates. Penshale has low prices on high-quality pens, and they offer that 100% satisfaction guarantee. So go to penchalet.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website. Enter the password penaddict for this week's special offer, and to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Pen Chalet. What is catching your eye, Brad?
1: I think Ron is trying to tell me something okay. here because I keep threatening to buy one of these cross pens and he keeps putting them at the top of the list. And I still Come haven't on, done Brad. it He's yet. has
0: got one of your name on it.
1: Yeah. Like the ATX has been the one I've been eyeballing. He's got the cross century Two, which is kind of like the, the presidential style pen. And then the the classic cross century, which is the, the skinnier one. But the thing about these is the prices is, is crazy. And then like the, the, the classic cross has like the seafoam green model. It's like a Tiffany color, uh, greenish blue, which is 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 pretty neat. But then you scroll down, and then he the then he hits me right in the sweet spot with this Caveco uh, AL Sport in gold. That's at a price you it, it, it's bad, right? The price is bad because it's so good it makes you want to buy it, right? Mm-hmm. So like it's a bad price. <laughs> it's a good bad price. Um, for one of just my favorite. Depends on the market period. That is a um, good bad the, price. The, yeah, yeah, in the Kaveco AL sports. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the list is exceedingly long today. Like sometimes there's there's different ranges of things that Ron puts up for all of our wonderful listeners at uh the Pen Addict. He also I scrolled way down here. He's got the Conklin word gauge and I know Sarah, uh, who writes for the Pen Addict, she's a That's a fun writer. Thing. Um, mm-hmm. she loves the word gauge, yeah, she so just it's thinks it's pen. fun. That's yeah. a good gift pen, yeah, for someone. And then the exactly, and then the same and kind of in the same boat, but is also for kind of a uh, you know, experienced writer pen. The very last thing before you get down to the few more specials is the Pelican Moonstone, which was uh this year's uh special edition, or uh, this past year's special edition, uh, M205, which is a great sparkly gray. So, awesome stuff this week! Big, big list. So, uh, scroll through there. Check them out and uh, check out all these awesome deals from our awesome sponsor at Penchalet. All
0: right. Yeah. So go to Penchalet.com, P E N C H A L E T.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website and use the password PenAddict to get a code for 10% on anything at Penchalet and also for, to see these special offers. Our thanks to Penchelet for the continued support of this show and Relay FM. All
1: right. So I, I see your list in here mm. and I want you to talk about it because I actually have a very specific question. I want okay. to to ask you, but I want you to discuss what we have here first.
0: So there is a uh, one new item that has been in my rotation uh, this week especially which is a new product from Quotex brand called the Subtle Notebook, which uh, giving the inside track to Panatic addict listeners I, my understanding is that our shipment um, has passed customs, so I hope that we'll be able to have this on sale within the next week or so. Cool. Awesome. So this is a uh, a notebook which is heavily inspired by the theme system. It's it's constructed the same way, but it is just a dot grid notebook. Page numbers, corner perforations, and a blue cover with a different logo design on the front. So I've been using this notebook quite a bit over the last week, um, kind of just like forcing myself to take more Pen and paper notes than I would normally, because um, I just want to make sure that I'm getting the, the real use out of the book, and I really, really like it. So I'm very happy with it. It's a it's a lovely little notebook, and I'm excited for, to put it out there. Obviously, this goes in conjunction with my theme system. I am fast approaching uh, finishing my first theme system with the new version. Mm-hmm. So I'm nearly there. So this one I've been I've been rocking it since December. So it takes me. I've actually. Oh, I've only got like two days left. Actually, looking at it now. Nice. So And then I've got to swap over to a new one, because uh, I I journal only on work days. So it's like five days a week, not seven. So it's always taken me about about four to five months to finish um, a, a journal if I do every day. Right. So you know, like I'm, I'm I'm you know I'm kind of in the place now where you you have been for a while. I think. But at a certain point now, I'm just, I'm making the things that I want to exist in the world, and then I'm using them. Uh, right. And, and I'm applying that thinking now to some other thing. So I already know the next product that I want to make in this environment. But I, I, all I have right now is some sketches that I've made. But mm-hmm. um, I will show you those at some point, Brad. But I, nice. yeah, I know, I know what I want to make next. Um so, yeah, I've been very happy with those. Uh, obviously, I'm still using the panel book. I have the panel book right in front of me right now. It's when I'm taking um, my notes for the podcast on. It's what I always do. Uh, I've been also carrying around some pens from – because I'm at the studio today. I've been coming back to the studio a bit now. So I'm carrying some pens backwards and forwards every day in my Notco Wax Canvas Sinclair case. Mm. Um, Very nice. And the pens that I've been carrying are the Spoke Axle Titanium, the uh, Sailor 1911 Tangerine King of Pen, and the Sailor Pro Gear Sparkling Royal Purple, which I got from Pensachi. So they're they're the pens I've been carrying around every day. So this is like a nice mixture of colors. Um, cause I have, I don't remember exactly which now, but I have one of the Sailor Ink Studio inks, the really light blue one in the spoke axle. I have Fire on Fire in the, um, in the Tangerine and I have the, one of those Sweet Life inks, the purple one, I think it's Birthday Cake. Oh yeah. In the, in the Royal Purple Pro Gear.
1: Those are really good inks. We've talked about them when they came out, oh, the I Monteverdi Sweet Life series. Yeah. Shockingly underrated. I love
0: like, them. Every color is fantastic.
1: Yeah. Like people who get them really, really enjoy them and they, they don't get like the super hype. Um because they're they're like really inexpensive. They're like eight dollars for it's so worth 30 it. or 50 milliliters. Man, they're mil such a good ink. In yeah, penchalet.com. They have them all there. Yep. It's yeah, great choices in those those ink colors. Very fun. Very good quality. So you kind of led into what would my question was going to be. It's mm-hmm. about how the subtle notebook and it's going to work in your workflow because the theme system's locked in. The yep. pano book is locked in. Yep. Like they have jobs, right? Right you have a task and this is what you're going to do. And you know, the theme system and panel book both have those, those jobs. So do you think the subtle notebook will end up having a job or do you think it's going to be like the, the catch all, like you were saying, you were taking more notes and and things with it. What is, I'm talking about not for other people's use. I'm talking about your specific use case.
0: So I can, I mean, I can open it and tell you what I've been putting in it. So I obviously did a bunch of ink testing. Mm -hmm. Um, I did, uh, we got, we do some of our member specials, right? So I do like the Cortex upgrade one. I was taking all of my notes for that, for the game that we were playing. Um, And then also, I was, you know, me and Steven have a meeting every Monday where we talk about company stuff and. Mm on Mondays, I always think about these things and then I just open an Apple note and start typing them in. It's like, well, really, I could just write them down. I actually prefer to write them down. So I've started doing that too. So, you know, really it's like having a, a notebook just around more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just grabbing it to take notes in more purposefully uh, rather than putting them in a digital form. Like stuff that basically like that Monday note, I just delete it afterwards. So that gotcha. kind of feels like the perfect thing for a pen and paper notebook for me. I just gotten into a habit. Right, that was kind of my
1: follow up. Is like, would would you ever? Were you ever one of the the people who would take notes with like Apple Pencil, iPad, and Good Is that what that app's called? Good Notes, I think.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I have done that. I, I kind of fell off mm-hmm. that train. Um, mm-hmm. anyway, uh, like, cause for really with me with the Apple Pencil, I use it for annotating documents a lot. Yeah.
1: Right? It's something Yeah, that I've never I wanted to write with it, like, other than, like, a few words.
0: I mean, I would write something if, if it then needed to be stored. So like, for example, talking about, like, making product sketches. Well, I do those digitally. Yes. I do those in Craft, uh, is the app that I'm using right now. But Craft uses the Apple Pencil, Pencil Kit thing that Apple's made. So it's, like, the, okay. the best version of it. Because, like, for me... I want the process of drawing it out because it makes the most sense for me that way. But I then want to be able to make sure it's kept and searchable and all that kind of stuff. So I'll always do that kind of stuff digitally.
1: Okay, cool. See, I find this stuff interesting because like we don't we never sit together and work, right? And, you know, like we know each other like mm-hmm. extremely well. But like I always love like the little nitty gritty like work-related stuff and I like talking about that stuff and I I like talking about the stuff that we use today like I had you know I like catching up on this I don't want to do this every week right but we do it you know once a month once every two months we kind of talk about just like some specific things but I did have a little bit of a motive to bring up this topic today because I've been asked I don't know how many times over the years, but the general question is, how do you use all the stuff that you have? I mean, the people short keep
0: asking me this I, about keyboards. Yeah, what do you do every every couple of days? <laughs> I get this question: What do you do with these keyboards? Uh-huh. And my answer is, mm. I use them. Yeah, it's the same. Right, like I think pen addicts understand it. Right, yeah. like all I really need is one pen. Right, right. That's all I right. actually need. <laughs> but mm-hmm. what I do is, I have lots of them and i use them all by rotating through them and it's the same thing for me with the keyboards like right i mean one just because of the my weird life right now um, i actually have use on an you know for four keyboards in my life because i have four desks that i use that like split mm-hmm. between home and my studio it's kind of ridiculous so really i'm pleased i have so many keyboards because i'm actually able to put a lot of them to use but i still rotate between them, depending on what it is that I want to use, what experience I want on that day, what what uh, aesthetics I want on that day. Mm-hmm. It's the same, mm-hmm. like, depending on keyboard stuff, it's it's very similar in that.
1: Yeah, so I've actually tasked myself, I have, like, a placeholder note in Ulysses to write an article, basically how I use it, not, like, not not the overarching, okay, how do you use all that stuff, but specifically, like, Brad, how do you use the things that you use like what are they used for do like I was saying about your notebooks do pens have jobs do notebooks have jobs mm-hmm. and things like that and I can't wrap my head around actually typing this article like I, I could have written this several times over all the years for all the times I've been asking it but now I've actually you know put it in my my little file to say hey maybe work on this idea and I <laughs> it's a lot easier to talk about because I feel on the podcast because I feel time restricted. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But with writing, it could be like endless on how I use things because like I said, I like to get into that minutia. That's why I have like maybe some highly specific random questions for you, like in how you're using things. So I'm trying to, talk these things out in in podcast form. And the short version is, okay, today and in the last two weeks, if I'm writing it down, these are the kind of things that I've used and they've matriculated to the top. And they all have reasons for being there. But the next two weeks could be completely different. So how do you explain that and then going into these things? So it's a fun challenge for me to think about because this should be one of the most simplest simpler things that I could ever write but it's actually the way I think about things and I think if people have listened to this podcast long enough understand a little bit about how obsessive I am about some of this (laughs) stuff that it's actually a really big challenge to do a simple post like that for me yeah so anyway that was my my little diversion is this um, first couple of segments is helping me figure out how I'm gonna write an article for later, and uh, I, I I still don't know, but I'm I'm gaining on it. All right, so that's all the stuff we're using. I wanted to follow up quickly with the Mormon uh crokey notebook since I uh, talked about it so much. I got an email after the podcast <laughs> that they really enjoyed it. Um, they enjoyed it. Gave me a bunch of information um about. What we discussed, like one of the items we discussed was accessibility of this Gliffy model, right, that they have that's more standard bound journal style, but contains like the heavier sketch type paper that it's only available in Europe and Japan. They're working, the U.S. distributor, I'm just speaking from the U.S. market, the U.S. distributor is working on getting some of those into the marketplace over here as we speak, so they followed up on that. They also followed up in that, that they would like to make kind of like what I would think would be my dream type of croquis notebook is either just like the 96-page stitch-bound A5 cream or like the Midori, like tape-bound style notebook, you know, just a more traditional, what we would think of as a journal or diary or notebook mm-hmm. format. Okay. um, And with traditional rulings huh, lined, okay. dot grid graph right like if you're going to do that style blank is fine like it's a good choice but that one needs to have more right you got if you're going to say hey this is a great writing paper as well you got to do lined right and then maybe dot grid or something like that or, or graph you know those types of things so so
0: did you say they are or they want to like work on somewhere
1: this? in between in between, I think right, is kind okay. of where, right. right? Like, yeah. it's more than they want to do it. It's the my understanding. The way the conversation and the email went is like it's an actively being worked on. That doesn't mean it's going to exist. All Does right. Does that make so sense?
0: No, necessarily. No,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I think it's funny. So, I'm gonna put in the show notes, which I haven't done this yet because I need to upload some images. Um, they sent me the gliffy catalog. Um, from the Mormon catalog. And it's really interesting. Like it's this was this will not be a stretch for them whatsoever once you see these images, once I upload them. I don't want to do it during the show to I don't want to kill my internet. But they already have writing style glyphy notebooks, but it's just with a different croquis sheet. There's apparently like <laughs> infinite types of, of paperweights in these Croquis models, you know. But they they already have lined and graph and other things like that. And I'll put them on the show notes for everyone to see. So they sent me these over. They're just not available anywhere. So we'll try them. We'll test them out. Uh, last thing, they let me know that this brand has been around since 1970. I had no idea. DL, I figured, you know, clearly, I figured it was probably like, you know, like a last decade type of thing. You know, mm. just one of those things that exists around around the world that we never see, which is, you know, there's a million, million products like that. So, um it will be cool to see if something actually comes of this um, because I, I would definitely like to see that. Hmm. Sort of kind of related. I wanted to give a shout out to uh, the stationary orbit podcast, specifically episode number 27, which I finally got around to listen to episode number 28's already out. I'm, I'm slow on my back catalog, but um, they interviewed Daryl of Masubi. Nice. Who I find to be not just endlessly interesting and smart, but as someone who I get a lot of guidance from, even if not directly, just in his actions and his words. I think he's really has a, like, I like the way he approaches business and commerce and social awareness and the way he feels about products and development and sustainability and giving back and this entire podcast it's been about an hour long I think is just a full interview with Daryl and he goes into all of these things it's well worth everyone's time to go listen to this I just respect him so much and what he says Um, Much less what he makes right like I like obviously I love his products but I almost respect him more for how he goes about making those products and you can glean a lot of insight from this show why I think that about Daryl and why I think that about Masubi and why I talk about them so much and why I support daryl's work and why i miss seeing him at pin shows because we're not traveling mm. and getting to spend time with him because i he's one of those people that like legit makes a difference right like he he is doing good things in the right way and i just respect and appreciate that so much so um y'all definitely go give this a listen it's an awesome awesome interview and uh it's it's really cool stuff so yeah love it
0: All right, this episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform to build your online presence and run your business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, they've got you covered. Squarespace combines cutting-edge design and world-class engineering, making it easier than ever to establish your home online and make your ideas a reality. Squarespace has everything you need to create a beautiful and modern website. You start with a professionally designed template and use drag-and-drop tools to make it your own. You can customize the look and feel, the settings, products you have on sale, and more with just a few clicks. And all Squarespace websites are optimized for mobile. Your content automatically adjusts so it will look great on any device. You'll also get free, unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, and dependable resources to help you succeed. There's nothing to patch or upgrade. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support they will even let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name and take advantage of SEO and email marketing to get your ideas out there. You can use Squarespace to turn your big idea into your new website, showcase your work portfolio, publish your next blog post, promote your business, announce an upcoming event, and so much more. Go to squarespace.com/penaddict for a free trial with no credit card required. Then, when you're ready to launch, use the offer code PENADDICT to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com/penaddict. And when you decide to sign up, use the offer code PENADDICT for 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, let's do some hashtag AskTPA questions to round out today's episode. Blake wants to know, Brad, how do you feel about the orange iMac?
1: So I had to go look this morning. Like I heard they were announced. That's how dialed in I am, Mike, to to this. Like, I hear, like, I see, like, the headlines, but I don't really go read the articles. So I knew these were announced, but I had no idea on the color. So before the show, when I saw this color, I went and looked. I love the orange. Mm -hmm. I think it is the fourth best color
0: the fourth best color.
1: Fourth best color. Should right, we do a power them. should we do a color power ranking? Am I stealing from one of your other shows or anything? No. Rank them. Okay. Rank them. Number 1, purple. Okay. Number 2, I think this is the shock of them all. Green. Huh. All right. Number 3 is blue. Number 4 is orange. And then that's it. Like the other three are just, you know, the yellow, the red, and the uh, or pink, yellow, pink, and silver. Those are it's the top four. And And then then everything else. The other three, yeah. Okay. Like they're they're all fine. The other three are all fine. Well, silver's actually silver's actually last. Orange is your favorite. They did it correct. They did orange right with the primary shade. I think I would like with orange maybe only with orange to that be the entire shade right instead of they having the two tone the dark the standard and then the light mm-hmm. i would like full orange mm-hmm. where i think the two tone works great works better with green purple and blue mm-hmm. that's my commentary do you know i you, love it
0: you may not know this well you probably don't know this mm. you get a color matched cable you get color matched mm. keyboard and even mouse trackpad no, I did not
1: know this. It's so, all real um, good. I mean, they, sorry. as like someone who does not follow this stuff, really, they killed the colors on this. They crushed it. Like yeah. this is the correct color tone. Mm-hmm. I think. I think that they've been they real rocky
0: be. in the last year with their colors. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's been way too muted, uh, mm-hmm. and I think that they just nailed it with these IMAX.
1: Yeah. Yep, so Love the Orange would not be my number one choice.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll take it then. Mm-hmm. So you won't be sending a cease and desist to Apple then?
1: No, no, no. Um, Just a Joey Feldman who, by the way, has like some ink coming out and like the main header image on Instagram is orange and we're going to have to have a talk. Joey doesn't Uh-oh. know this yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send him a text. We're going right. to get... Uh, uh, citrus, orange, and tangerine Esquire after him. <laughs> We're going to sick him.
0: <laughs> Real World Kara asks, I have a Pilot Metropolitan fine that I enjoy the line width of, but it's a bit scratchy. If I got a 37.76 in fine, would I get the same line width?
1: Yes? <laughs> it's, a, it's a... This is a harder question to answer than you think, because steel and gold handle your hand pressure differently so the metropolitan being steel and the platinum 3776 being gold is a little bit softer but i don't think it's soft enough to where those lines would be a notif- noto noticeably different because i don't think the pilot metropolitan fine is too fine and i think the 3776 fine is pretty fine So I think they would kind of come out even in the wash. I know this is like a him and hawing question. There's no, like, I don't have them side by side to compare and it depends on the ink and it depends on the paper. I think they will be almost identical, Mm -hmm. even though I think they're different. (laughs) If that makes sense. I know I'm not making any sense, but that's what I feel about answering this question.
0: And also, like, you might not find the scratchiness there. The scratchiness is probably not a symptom of the width, but just yeah. that nib itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Because I've but used the- some finds that I can't use and some finds that I can. And that can be the difference between the manufacturer or, the, or the material or even just that one individual nib.
1: Right, because the 3776 is going to have a different feedback than the mm-hmm. Metropolitan. It's going to feel different, right? It mm-hmm. feels more pencil if if you will, if you have not used one. It's It's not going to be a, a glassy smooth, but it's not going to be scratchy.
0: right? Plus Platinum's nibs are better than Pilot's anyway, in my opinion.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't disagree, but I, I don't think it's... Uh, I, they just feel different. I don't know that there's a... It's like a 1-1-A type of thing. I actually think that Sailor is third in that ranking. I think no, it's one, one A, and three.
0: No, for me it's Platinum's first, Sailor second, Pilot third. Mm. Okay, we'll disagree each on that one, their but it's own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all great. Todd asks. This is a, all right. Stay with me on this one, okay? All right. You can keep only one of the following two groups. Group A, your favorite three fountain pens, or Group B, your favorite five non-fountain pens? If you pick Group A, is there a number for the non-fountain pens that would get you to pick Group B?
1: (laughs) Do you want to go first or me?
0: It's easy for me. It's Group A all day, and there's no number of Group B.
1: It's easy for me as well. It's Group B, and there's no number of Group A.
0: Uh
1: it's not even in consideration for me and I couldn't even, and I'm not even going to go so far as saying here are the five non-fountain pens I choose. I just know I would be more satisfied with the five non-fountain pens because I would constantly be wanting more from my fountain pens and wanting something different. That's what I like about fountain pens so much is there's always something different out there. But if I get, let's say, a really good Uniball Signo DX 0.38, I'm not wanting for more from that style of pen. But if I get a really good platinum, fine nib 3776 with a blue-black ink, I was like, well, maybe there's... A stub nib that I want or an orange ink or 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 where I don't get that in group B standard pens I think I could pick five pens I would just be happy with and I would it I I would just never consider the the
0: opposite side sometimes I never understand the consist that you're going to give (laughs) <laughs> like I never would have like expect then that you'd just be like, no, I would. There's no amount of fountain pens that would make me Mm-mm. give up. The non fountain pens just doesn't. Make uh, sense. It was
1: probably okay. So um, I guess I, what you I said can't, I need to answer. I need to answer the second part. All um, right. I think it would probably be like twenty.
0: Oh, okay, because you said and there's no amount of group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A uh, that there is an amount. Group okay,
1: I think it, but it's not like five. Or six. It would be like 20.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Frames asks, what are the differences between the Pilot PO nib and the Platinum Ultra Extra Fine? Oh,
1: boy. This is hard to describe in (laughs) this fashion. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Mm,
1: let's see if I can do this justice the pilot PO nib is firmer okay so this I'm under I'm assuming frames understands the shape differences between these two nibs right so the 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 PO nib is a posting nib it kind of has a hook down on the front front of the uh, the nib it kind of points down it's designed to be fine and firm the UEF is sharper than that i'm not going to say it's finer than that it might be it probably is but it's sharper the way it writes is sharper by the nib tip design versus the po nib the po nib is fine and firm but it's still at the end of the day a rounded tip um it just happens to be microscopically tiny the uef is not really a rounded tip. It allows for just a finer hairline, whereas the PO nib does not really write that way. So, for example, I could write in cursive with the PO nib. I would not like writing in cursive with the UEF nib, if that kind of helps describe how these nibs feel on the paper. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the line widths are not far off.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so, so. It's it's hard to describe. That's something you have to feel um to to really get the grasp of. Mm. Like if I if I just wanted like a great if I am myself and I love writing small and tiny and I just want like an awesome writing pen for my small writing style, I would take the PO nib. But that doesn't mean I just don't absolutely love the UEF nib. It's just different.
0: Uh, Emmanuel Seaman asks, I was looking for a list of important or major Pilot Fountain Pen models, but can't find one. Does such a list exist?
1: That's a good question. I actually meant to research this before to see, like uh, like Platinum has a, a history of like product launches. Like, Does Pilot have a page like that? That's something I'll need to follow up on. I'll, I will hit that directly. With a manual because I just ran out of time to go check. Like I think Sailor even has that too, just basically like a long scrolling history page of the major releases. Like it may not have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's asking for like major, not everything. Um, so yeah, I would have to go look. I would bet that they do have that somewhere. I just need to go pick that up and uh, put in a second to uh, to figure it out.
0: Okay. And Todd asks seeking recommendations. same
1: Todd, same Todd by the way same Todd I forgot that last question Todd the first questions. Todd question Todd too Todd gets two questions this week
0: I want a fountain pen specifically for everyday black ink I'm looking for a workhorse but with a bit of character style and fun flexible budget not feeling particularly inspired so reaching out for inspiration
1: brutal question
0: <laughs> yeah I don't know I am surprised you wanted to answer this today as least as this is, this is yeah. a big one
1: yeah I shuffled these around to make sure to get this one because I all thought right. about this a lot. This is the kind of question I love. This is a brutally hard question, and it's funny because ever since Todd asked me that, I thought about it for two seconds and picked out the pen that i would that I personally would want for me, and I've never been able to move that into maybe something Todd would like and and I don't know all of Todd's taste, but I'm gonna go through this process as I went through it to answer this question for myself and I don't know if that will help Todd because I don't know like there's going to be a few more things you need to take into account when you're talking about someone else's likes and tastes so I was thinking about this workhorse pen for myself and if I was going to use it for black ink but it had to, the pen had to kind of mean something to me, right? I love the Pilot Custom Heritage 912. That's what the PO nib comes in, right? I would not want that pen, even though it's, it's specifically built to be a workhorse pen. I would not want that pen to answer this question, right? Because it needs a little bit more fun, a little bit more character, um, but without, say, being as wild as like my Fujiyama blue, right? We're going to cut out those two types of pins, your basic black and gold or silver trim. And then we're going to cut out like these limited edition types of sailors, platinums, pilots. You know, we're also going to eliminate things like the acrylic type makers like your Brooks pens or your Edison pens or your Franklin Christophs. I, I I can't really explain why. And this is probably why Mike wanted to cut this question for today because I'm going <laughs> to ramble on it. <laughs> yeah, I was right, wasn't I? <laughs> because there's no clear answer, but I, I came up with an answer for myself. And it, it's a specific pen that has been on my list for a while, and I'll probably never own it, but I think it's actually the answer to this question for me that it hits on, it's a pen that not only is going to work great at my desk for black ink, but I'm my workhorse pen has to go with me too, right? It's got to fit in my pocket. And, you mm-hmm. know, I got to be able to find clipping it to my shirt and just going around with it. The Sailor 1911 Ringless Epinard is the pen that I would pick for this. So I don't know if you remember this pen, Mike. It came out probably two years ago, maybe three. Yeah, I remember it and was Sailor's Design, where they left off the cap band. And I was a little bit, huh. I I don't know what I think about this. It's fine, but I don't know that I want it. And then the more I've seen this pen in person, the more I've seen it over the years, the more I've come to appreciate this design of pen. But I'll never buy it because it's not going to keep up with like my Fujiyama Blue. But if I was answering this question... This very, very specific question in the way that I would answer for myself, that pen is perfect because I get the character of the sailor design. I get a unique design, a unique color. I get the quality of sailor's nibs. Like, I don't even know if Todd's a sailor fan. I think he is. But, like, that's the only pen since yesterday that I can come up with for myself to buy to be my workhorse pen To fit the specifics of this question, so I'm having trouble. Like, I tried to fit in Leonardo. Like, would a Leonardo Memento Zero fit this question? And I, it just doesn't for me. Like, as much as I love those pens, like, if I want this one workhorse pen, it that Sailor feels like the answer to me. I don't know why. That's
0: such a a deep cut.
1: Like, I love so many other pens. Like it could be like the Lamy two thousand or a pilot vanishing point and um like I like it could be like a pelican, like maybe first thing people will think of when they think of workhorse is well, they want a piston filler for big ink capacity. Like I know like the pelican nibs don't work for the way I write, despite being some of the best nibs in the world, right? So it those get cut from my list. So I can only think about it from my perspective and I'm I don't know if that helps Todd from his perspective, but that is literally the only answer I've come up with in about the, the last 12 or 14 hours since he asked this question. I've thought about it endlessly, <laughs> and that's the only pen that would fit this uh, answer for me.
0: If you would like to send in a question for us to answer in a future episode, just send out a tweet with the hashtag AskTPA, or if you're a Relay FM member, you can use question mark AskTPA in the Relay FM members Discord. Uh, I would like to thank Squarespace and Pen Chalet for their support of this show. If you'd like to find Brad online, you can go to penaddict.com, knock.co, and spokedesign.com. That's for Brad's various offerings, whether it's in written word or in product form. Uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Tuesdays and Thursdays, Brad streams over at twitch.tv slash penaddict. You can find Brad. He is penaddict on Instagram, and dowdyism on Twitter, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. I I am iMike, I-M-Y-I. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pen Addict. I will be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.